work, but you wanna go to work, 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 work. You don't wanna go to work, 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 work. And my body do the work. KFI AM 640 handle here, uh, June 3rd on a Friday. On Tuesday is the Republican, uh, well, the, the primary, uh, the, the Democratic primary, certainly. In the Republic, it doesn't even matter. The Republican primaries from now on m- mean nothing. Uh, the Democratic primary means everything, although Hillary is still going to win. But what I, uh, John Thomas is with us. Uh, John, who was here last week, and we're going to have him here on a regular basis. Uh, the founder and president of Thomas Partner Strategy that runs campaigns, uh, strategy, crisis communications, uh, media strategy for, what, 20 campaigns now around That's the country. Right, yeah. yeah. So uh, he knows a fair amount about uh, this sort of thing. So here's what I want to do is, uh, oh, we have so much to cover. Uh, we're going to talk about Paul Ryan endorsing Donald Trump. That was a given. That's not big news, just a question under what circumstances. The big news, I think, is that Hillary finally took a page out of the Donald Trump scorecard, the uh, the book, and went right at him. And number one, is it going to work? Number two, is it the only thing she can do uh, to hopefully work? So let's talk about her now uh, trying to out-Trump Trump. Sure. So first of all, I th- when I watched the speech... Uh, it reminded me I, th- I thought I could put Mitt Romney up there. I mean, it was a similar style and tone. But look, she's doing the right thing. This is the card she has to play. She has to feed into voters fears that Donald Trump is dangerous, erratic and doesn't have the experience to do the job. I mean, that's ca- the card she has to play. She did it well. It was a very good speech. She won the media narrative for the day. No doubt about it. But here's the problem. It's one thing to deliver a speech with a teleprompter when you're not having rapid-fire questions. It's a whole nother to be in a debate, mano to mano, against Donald Trump, who can put you back on your heels. Hillary Clinton has always been okay delivering speeches. Right. It's in interviews and debates where she's not as good. So she took – this is her opening salvo, no, no doubt about it. If I'm advising the Hillary Clinton team, which I'm not, but if I were, I would say uh, – we discussed this last week. you got to tear down Donald Trump where he can't answer back. So tear him down. In a, in a barrage of ads yeah, and so, tear them down in speeches like this. And so uh, let's say she goes uh, man to man because a lot of people think that Hillary certainly <laughs> is much more of a man than the rest of us. But she goes up against Donald Trump one on one. Do you think she has it to go to just Trump Trump? In other words, he attacks her for doing A, B, C, D, E and F all simultaneously. Is she have the ability to turn around and go, no, you're the you're the thief. You're the liar, not me. And I mean, just because that's what it's going to be. And does she have the credibility to do that? I don't think she does. That's not how the Clintons have. That's not other playbook. Their playbook typically is use surrogates to tear down their enemies. That's how they do it. Uh, So, look, Hillary has trained to be scripted and on message her entire life. It's very difficult to appear spur of the moment. And and Donald Trump, the way he's behaved in this cycle is something like we've never seen before. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks in the. Hillary Clinton's been doing this the same way her entire career. I just don't think it'll go well for her. Do you? Uh, is she smart enough to number one realize it's the only way to go? She's not stupid, and then say, "Okay, I, I either have to learn to do it, I have to spin and doing it, or is it just is she just incapable of doing no matter how much she tries?" You know, I think they're going to have to try it out at the first debate. If it doesn't go well, you got to throttle back, switch strategies, let Donald Trump be bombastic. 
you stay in control and let your ads do the talking if that doesn't work. I don't think Hillary Clinton has it in her, but time will tell. One of the things she uh, said about Donald Trump uh, is that uh, he shoots from the hip. He does not have a vast knowledge of anything other than Donald Trump and business. And is that going to fly? Because, you know, that resonates with me. It really does. And I'm not a big Hillary fan, but his understanding of geopolitics, uh, his understanding of where America fits is pretty – it's pretty flimsy to me. It's just sort of a reactive here we go. Yeah, it it is. It was an interesting argument Hillary was making that, you know, you just don't have the experience. Well – then I guess no governor ever right. running for president has doesn't oh, yeah, have nope. the experience either. So I I think the, the, the big question is Americans are going to have to figure out, does Donald Trump have the temperament yeah. to, to do this? And is he worth worth the risk? And here's why that speech was good for Hillary, because no one was pushing back saying, yes, Hillary, you're right. No one's questioning whether or not you have experience. But let's analyze your experience, your vote on the Iraq war, Libya, Benghazi. Let's talk about that. And what was interesting was – the media just covered the blood from yesterday, but they didn't talk about the mm-hmm. substance of the speech. The substance of the speech was there. I could discern no differences between Barack Obama's foreign policy and Hillary Clinton's. Proposed well, of course not, because she was his secretary of state. Why do they for some reason when uh, it's being brought up, you're the worst secretary, you're the best secretary. The secretary of state is the employee of the president. He was her boss. And he said, this is what you are going to say. This is what you are going to do. I don't know why she's not saying, I am not that president. Right. I was working for the guy. You ever had a boss? And she should. Because if you look at that Gallup tracker as of last week, 66% of Americans say that we are on the wrong track. She she has the luxury. What she should be able to do is cherry pick good things she's done. But she does need to separate herself from the administration. Because you're right. She was taking orders, and now she needs to stand her own two feet and say how she would be different. I didn't see that, Bill. Yeah, and I don't know why – and I don't understand why that's not in the narrative. Uh, And I have yet to hear that, saying any cabinet secretary is an employee and has to do with what the boss says to do. And yet I haven't heard her defend that. Well, it's a little tricky, Bill, because if if you say you were just an order taker – it strips you of your I was a leader as secretary of state. You know, wait, I was an order taker there, but I'm a leader here. It's it, it, it gets muddled. And I and I get that. But where is she going to go with that? It's it's just fascinating. And the well, what I loved is her standing up saying, and I'll bet you Donald Trump is tweeting right now. And, they, <laughs> and what they should have done is on a big screen, had the tweets go on as she was speaking. And Donald Trump, uh, where he is, and I want to ask you this, the attacks are going to be personal across the board. It's only lying Hillary, crooked Hillary. She's going to go to jail. I love the one saying that when I become president, I'm going to have my attorney general look into this. Richard Nixon tried that once, and it didn't turn out so well for him. Uh, but is it is it going to maintain itself where it's personal, 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 and people just keep on eating it up? Well, that's fascinating because if Donald Trump weren't the nominee, the playbook for the Republican Party actually wasn't to go personal against Hillary. It was to analyze her record and, and make the claim that she was incompetent and, and unable to do did a didn't do a good job as Secretary of State. That was going to be the playbook. Donald Trump doesn't do that, and here's why. I was reflecting back on why is he so personal. It's because Donald Trump has spent his entire life in New York winning tabloid wars. That's how he knows how to do public relations. And in tabloid wars, you attack the messenger, not the message. 
and how that translates into a presidential run is spectacular. All right, uh, coming back, a little bit about the scandals, uh, a little bit about VP, and then Paul Ryan giving as tepid an endorsement as I've ever heard a major political figure give uh, for the uh, front runner, actually the nominee. We'll be back uh, with uh, John Thomas in just a moment. KFI AM 640, Handle and the Morning Crew. It's KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640, Handle here, uh, June 3rd on a Friday. And a little bit more politics. Uh, the we have the primary coming up on Tuesday. Uh, the ads are going crazy now, uh, the attack ads. Uh, Hillary, every hour, Hillary Clinton is running an ad here on KFI. Every hour. Uh, and I love the, the political ads. Uh, you know, political ads remind me of uh, the infomercials, where the the bad stuff, where it, the way it used to be is in black and white. And I'm talking to uh, John uh, Thomas, who is the CEO of... Thomas Partner Strategies will be with us on a regular basis, a strategist, Republican. And whenever I see or hear these ads, it's going it's like buying a set of pot and pans, pots and pans. And that is the old way. It's black and white. Ah, You give the grimace. And then the new way is in color. And aren't we wonderful? Hillary Clinton. Oh, Donald Trump. Horrible. And then all of a sudden the music comes under Hillary and she sounds up and cheerful. I guess that kind of crap works, doesn't it? <laughs> it definitely works. <laughs> you People know. always tell me, oh, the negative campaigning, it's so disgusting. I said, look, we only do it because it works. Oh, I understand that. But it's so – and I understand that, you know, but the, the – how do I put it? The, uh, the, the, the sheer transparency of the BS is so extraordinary. She might as well just pour anybody, this is crap. That's the disclaimer. But you're saying it, it all still works. That's why they're doing it. It still works. There, there are some exceptions where it can have a backlash if you say something that's not true, if you out and out lie, then all of a sudden, if a smart campaign exploits that, now the deliverer, the messenger, is the liar because they lied about their opponent. But generally, it works. All right, so now let's talk about the scandals. There are two scandals uh, afoot. Hillary with the email scandals. We're going to hear more about Benghazi, too. But right now, it's the email scandals. And uh, Trump with uh, Trump University. Uh Let's start uh, analyzing that, John. What's your take on this? Well, the inspector general's report was a huge deal uh, because for several reasons. One, it's boxed the FBI into a bit of a corner because it said everything but she broke the law. It said she broke the rules. She didn't consult with their legal department. And it caught Hillary in a series of lies about what she said she did when, in fact, she didn't do that. So that was bad. And it also took away the narrative that Hillary says, well, it's just the evil Republicans trying to get me with these Benghazi trials and others. The 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 inspector general is appointed by the president of the United States. So it strips that partisan narrative. This isn't good news for her. And the Clintons can't seem to come up with a coherent response to answer this question. On the Sunday talk shows this last week, uh, the Clintons had their surrogates out there. Adam Schiff was on Chris Wallace's show on Fox News Sunday. Uh, Diane Feinstein was on Face the Nation. And they're all having different narratives. Uh, you know, Adam Schiff is saying, well, this has been done many times before, which is only half truth. Uh, DiFi said, well, look, she screwed up. But she just wanted a server. She wanted privacy to be able to email Bill and and Chelsea about her, you know, without 
public records. She just wanted some privacy. Well, that doesn't hold muster either. Well, fine. Get a Gmail account to talk about Dancing with the Stars. When it comes to classified information, don't break the rules. So I think this is going to continue to haunt her and underscore what Donald Trump's going to exploit, which is her untrustworthy numbers that are incredibly high. So that's a problem. Bill, she has to come to and give an answer on this because uh, it's just going to get worse and worse. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, again, uh, I'm a huge fan of transparency. Uh, if she just comes straight out and said, hey, I, I just blew it. It's that simple. I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, I didn't. I relied on people that, that didn't tell me what I should have done. And frankly, it's like Benghazi. Hey, I should have known about the security, uh, but I'm secretary of state. I only have 180 consulates and embassies to worry about. And when my security guy says it's OK, you know what? I trust him. Uh, why are we not hearing that? Is it because it's not true? Because she was told and she just ignored well, it? Well I, well, I think it's also because there's been just sh- so many shifting answers over the last year. You know, it was, this is no big deal. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. So it, it, she doesn't, that's her last resort, I think. You know, it's ironically, the, the one guy who said he didn't give a damn, uh, care about her damn emails really should care about her emails right. because that's his own Bernie Sanders only way out of this. So that's the answer, Bill. I don't think it completely dissolves the, the, the scenario because if the FBI weighs in or justice, that's a real problem. Well, if there's an indictment, it's over. Yeah, I get no that. Problem. The election's over. I mean, Donald Trump is going to win by acclamation. He doesn't mm-hmm. even have to go to the general election. But the FBI, but no one thinks there's going to be an indictment. The only person that's convinced out there is Donald Trump and his fans. Maybe you. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be. So there's going to be just another scathing report. The FBI is going to back up what uh, the inspector general says, saying, bad, bad, bad. You were stupid. Uh, no, technically, no criminality. Because remember, when you are indicted, it has to be very specific mm-hmm. violations. Can't just be a general, you were kind of stupid kind of thing. Uh, so uh, we're going to be at the same place. And will she be able to get rid of this at some point if she just comes out, says it? We're six months away from the general, or does this dog her forever? I think if she doesn't put a lantern on it and get out in front of it right now, it will dog her forever. It, it likely will, because I don't think she has the guts to come out uh, and do that. Now to the Trump University. Yeah, we'll do that in a minute, Now, when I, because we have to take a break. Mm-hmm. But I do want to ask you, number one, uh, do you think you're making enough money? And number two, would you like to make money in real estate? <laughs> and I mean really make money in real estate because, boy, do I have a program for you. Who wouldn't? Uh, precisely. <laughs> we'll be right back with uh, John Thomas and Trump you, uh, whether that scandal is going to have any legs. This is KFI AM 640. KFI, an iHeart radio station. Understanding and insight in three, two, one. KFI AM uh, 640 handle here. And uh, back with uh, John Thomas, uh, president of Thomas Partner Strategies, a uh, political strategist, but I mean a real one, uh, not just a talking head, uh, but who runs campaigns. Uh, you have 20 campaigns going. You were talking about you do a lot of congressional, you mm-hmm. do some governor stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, I'm pretty impressed with that. Usually you get talking heads who just nod. 
<laughs> and it doesn't help on radio. They'd get the uh, daily talking points uh, from the uh, the presidential campaign? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. All right, so uh, we were talking about Hillary and uh, her email scandal, and we're going to be obviously talking a lot about that. It's going to be really difficult for her to get around that for all the reasons that you said. And for those of you that didn't listen to it, go to the podcast because it's worth it. Now, Trump University, which he is not talking about at all the last couple of days. Uh, it is a scam. Trump U is a pure, unadulterated scam and I think everybody knows that, or a lot of people know that. How does he get out from under that? It's a it's a problem, <laughs> Bill. I mean, look, he didn't he didn't break a, a, a law like having a private email server. So let's put it on the Richter scale of bad things. It's not good, and it feeds into the narrative that the Clintons are just saying this guy's a con artist. Yeah. Right? That so so it's not good from that standpoint. I'll tell you in, in in recently recently when he attacked the judge again, it's it's attack the messenger, not the message. It was a big mistake to attack the judge over his uh his racial or his ethnic makeup. That's a mistake. Yeah. For those people that don't know, we'll quickly talk about the judge who forced uh, or ordered the release of that playbook and the transcripts and the lawsuit that Donald Trump's uh, been trying to fight. Uh, the judge happens to be Hispanic, and Trump attacked him for being Hispanic. And- that was a huge mistake. What he, what he should do, he, he got half of it right. Half of it was on the same day he released a testimonial video featuring, I think, three or four graduates of Trump U right. who went on camera and said, Greatest I went thing through ever it. It was great. I think about it all the time. I go back and listen to the podcast. I'm so thankful. He should focus on those things, not tearing yeah. down a judge, because it just reinforces why so many ethnic groups don't like him. So let me go back to something you said, because that resonated, and that is uh, breaking the law with those that email server. Uh, and I think everybody, even those that are screaming at Hillary and want to be put in jail, n- there was no harm in the end. No secrets were revealed, uh, from what I understand. She might have been hacked. Uh, maybe, but it wasn't. The point is, none of that happened, from what we understand. Donald Trump, his organization legitimately ripped off tens of thousands of people life savings, retirement accounts, rip them off. I mean, there are people that don't have retirement accounts. They're going to be working at Walmart for the rest of their lives because of that. So when you said uh, that's fairly small potatoes, considering uh, when you look at the emails, let's analyze that for a moment. Because the email thing, I think, is more a big picture. It's not right there. And politics, Bill Clinton said it, all politics is local. You're right. And so we're talking. I'm pointing to someone who's not eating because of Donald Trump. You, uh, you know, give me a, a person who's been and, ripped and, off and, versus this big. Oh, well, it's, it and, and, and you're right, Bill. I mean, that's that's exactly the card Hillary Clinton has to play in a debate saying you've destroyed this life, this life and this life. What do you have to say to them? Uh, that's that's the way she should go. What Donald Trump has to do on the flip side is not just say you broke the law, Hillary, but if you had a private email server, if he makes the allegation and it wasn't just for convenience because he can say we all know it wasn't. It was to avoid transparency. We don't need another Richard Nixon in the White House. And so he can say, look, if this is what you're willing to do as secretary of state, what do you think she's willing to do as president? And I think that does have larger implications where people's either lives may be on the line uh, or just look, uh, Patriot Act things, uh, abuse of executive orders. It does have ramifications, Bill, whereas 
Donald Trump will say, look, caveat emptor, right? The buyer beware. And look, they they knew what they were getting. I think it was a good product. We can argue over whether it was or wasn't, but I didn't force anyone to buy my product. Now, I look, I, I, I heard your segment, Bill. I know the sales tactics were sleazy. They pressured them like they do in timeshares. But at the end of the day, Nobody had a gun to these people's head to say they have to buy Trump University. Well, let's go back to Hillary for a moment because I'm I'm having a hard time uh, wrapping my head around what I can understand the technical illegality, uh, but her motivation uh, when she says I did this uh, because I wanted to keep my personal emails personal, and to the extent that I uh, used uh, my personal email server for governmental uh, emails uh, transmissions. Uh, I didn't know or I didn't pay attention or whatever. What do you think her motive was? Why would she do that? Because she didn't want her official governmental transmissions to be shared with the government or somehow be hidden or somehow. I don't quite understand yeah. what what's going on there, because what you're accusing her, I guess, of trying to keep uh, official secrets secret within her cornbread recipes. <laughs> you know, as she goes back and forth with those emails? I think it's much more simple than that. Uh, there's something called a public records request that we in politics use all the time. It's called the Freedom of Information a- uh, Act, which says that I can submit a, a, a records request to any government organization. And as long as it's not classified, uh, they have to release that information to me. And so typically in campaigns, we do this all the time with people who are currently in office. And we want – I don't want classified information, Bill. Here's what I want. I want to know your calendar. I want to know your email logs. I want to know, like, how many times did you talk to that lobbyist that represents Big Pharma? And, and, and let's then correlate that with votes that you cast. The Secretary of State's office, for instance, approves arms deals. What was the connection, if any? And I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm not making the allegation. I'm just putting a hypothetical. What if we found that Hillary Clinton had had a lot of con- email conversations back and forth with Saudi Arabia about a potential ar- an arms deal that needed approvals. And then around the same time, a, a, a $10 million gift and, went to the Clinton Foundation. And uh, which, by the Those way, are the I, things we could connect if we could so get her the, email. So the way to get around it, she did that all on her, on her personal server. Private server, which means I can't request that information. I, f- I find that if that's true, by the way, and that was her motivation. I don't, we don't know and we'll probably never know because she's going to dance all over the place. I. Uh, I just can't believe that level of stupid. It's all about calendars. I know. It's I just all don't, about. I, I don't believe that level of stupid. I mean, it's just it can, and we're not talking. Well, well I, Bill. What, well, then, okay, fine. If it was for convenience, then why did thirty thousand emails disappear when they I, handed over? Why it, was it? Because, and I don't. But I, you know, when I say I don't believe that level of stupid, I'm just saying, uh, and it's not specific. I just, it's a big picture. How can someone be that stupid, someone who's that smart, who is that involved in politics, who's been a first lady, who knows government backwards and forwards, knows how all of it works, and she does this? Uh, They sat around with their lawyers and said they could do it, and that's that. I think think it's that simple. It's – and also, it's the other, mind-boggling the other is thing what it is, is, how many of her past campaign contributors did she give special access or influence or have conversations with in her emails? She doesn't want us to see any of that, and that's why you have a private server. Okay. Uh, it's still – I don't know how you get away with that or even attempt not, – not with the, the press these days because they get access to everything. And you have the Freedom of Information Act. And uh, what are you going to say? Well, that's right. That's why she had an email server. She's scared of that freedom of information. Crazy stuff. All right, going to be right back, uh, the endorsement of Trump. And then uh, the VP 
that's up in the air. We were talking about a couple of uh, VPs. I'm going, nah, I don't think so. And you and I went to you and you went, nah, I don't think so. I've got a couple predictions. Okay, let's go with that. We'll be right back with John Thomas, KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. I know what you did last summer. Just like to me, there's no KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. Uh, John Thomas, who is uh, the founder and president of Thomas Partner Strategies. Uh, he is a political strategist running about 20 campaigns around uh, the country and is uh, rather well known as uh, a campaign runner, strategist, uh, consultant, that sort of thing. And, and on the Republican side, I might add. So we were talking tragedy, a uh, strategy, tragedy also, strategy this morning. <laughs> Boy, how's that for a Freudian slip? Uh, vice presidential. Uh, campaign picks Hillary Donald Trump some predictions from you sure on the on the Trump side there are a couple different theories on which direction he could go one is first of all let's step back actually let's explain what you're thinking about when you're choosing a vice president a lot of people say oh you've got to choose a VP that'll deliver a state historically that's not the case they typically don't deliver states Uh, it, it more is the first broad pronouncement of the kind of people you're going to surround yourself with in your administration. So it's more of a symbolic choice than anything. So uh, on, on Donald Trump's side, I think here would be a couple good picks. John Kasich would be a good pick. Uh, he's a governor. He knows how to run things. He's a budget uh, fiscal hawk, uh, and he's moderate. He's stable. He's in control. I also think Newt Gingrich would be a good choice. While Newt is a bit polarizing – Newt was the author of what was it, the uh, Contract with America, uh, knows how to get things done in government. And Newt, I've noticed, has made the most um, – the the strongest defense of Donald Trump when he screws up on the talk shows. Newt knows how to nuance an issue and articulate Republican values better than Donald Trump does. And Newt also knows how to be an attack dog. So I think he'd be a good choice in that scenario. Looking at Hillary Clinton, uh, there are a couple ways she could go. She could double down on the first female in office with a choice like Elizabeth Warren. Uh, She could try to double down on bringing out uh, uh, Latinos uh, with uh, Julian Castro. Um, But she also could bring in a Joe Biden. Um, She could bring in a Colin Powell, which would be an interesting choice, an attempt to grab moderates uh, and steal moderates from Donald Trump. Not quite sure where she'll go yet, uh, but the Veep stakes are something we're going to speculate about. The question is, does Donald Trump, how long does he wait until he announces his VP? And I think that'll give a lot of conservatives and there, uh, a sigh of relief when and, he does. You know, when I think back, when you talk about uh, where it used to be the states in the last uh, but the uh, the last election where I know for a fact it was a state issue was Lyndon Johnson with JFK delivering Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did. And if he had not, JFK wouldn't have been president. Uh, the rest of it. I, how does a presidential candidate, and I don't understand, this is, I guess I'm making fun of you guys, <laughs> right? Sarah Palin? I know. Dan Quayle? Please. <laughs> <laughs> what is that about? Well, we even saw, this I mean, is, that's Republicans. Yeah. That's you guys. I know. Well, 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 here's the thing with Sarah Palin. Her consultant, Steve Schmidt, admits that it was a mistake. He wouldn't have done it again. However, you got to put yourself in the trenches at that moment. John McCain... Was was running against a, 
the second coming, <laughs> Barack Obama in the moment. John McCain made a, a critical mistake where he suspended his campaign to go fix the economy, and then it, it didn't work. Uh, so he needed a Hail Mary pass. And he, and he, he, and, but and, but and, who, who he picked? That's the problem. Well, I, I just don't know if he chose a standard pick. I think he still would have lost, so they probably said, so hey, we matter. need a That's Hail true. Mary, and that was that. Yeah. But, but you're right. You also, the first thing with an EVP is you want to you know, do no harm. That is rule number one. So we'll see who they pick. I think it's going to be fascinating and more uh, illustrative of Donald Trump and who he's going to put in the administration than with Hillary Clinton. All right. You're uh, coming back next week again uh, with uh, on our show on the 12th. You have your you're doing a two hour show. I am. And then CNN starting next week. Right. I am. Five times a day. About that. Wow. Getting busy. So Hoffman, here we are talking on the microphone, listening to John talk about how he's going to be having dinner with Donald Trump next week. And look at us. We're stuck wearing bad shirts to work. That's true. So what what do you have going on? Uh, So the jobs report that came out today was a perfect example. I've never seen it so clearly uh, exemplified how bad the numbers can be. While looking great. While looking great. Yeah. Underneath, and this one is just, you don't have to look very far to see how bad this jobs report that came out today was. Also, uh, the Zeke Olympics update, we'll have an update because I, I, this thing is going to gain a lot of steam before opening ceremonies, and we'll see if they even take place. And then uh, the next big thing coming up in the 12 o'clock hour, how to fix the bell ringers. Yep. All I think of when you say bell That's ringers. That's exactly what I'm are, talking about. You're talking of. about uh, you're your talking dad. About- my dad. Yep. Summertime. With, with the boxer shorts. Yep. That's yep. nuts. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's all coming up. You have a good show. Thank you. And uh, John, we'll see you next week. And Thanks enjoy so CNN. And I will see you tomorrow on Handle on the Law from 6 to 11 o'clock right here on KFI AM 640. Hi. My name's Johnny. I come from Donut King. I listen Bill Han every morning.